This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're recapping the busiest week of Bates sports so far this school year. We'll also talk to our Bobcats of the week, women's Nordic skier Sadie James, as well as men's swimmer Teddy Pender. Pender helped the men's swimming team complete a comeback for the ages this week. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The week started off on the right foot as the women's basketball team traveled to Endicott College last Tuesday and won 65-60. Sophomore Nina Davenport had season highs of 25 points, 14 rebounds, and 3 steals, while junior Ali Capola added 12 points and 15 boards. On Wednesday, the women's squash team beat Mount Holyoke 8-1. Afterwards, we caught up with first-year Vicky Arjun, who hails from Guyana and is starting at the number two position this year for the team. She talked about the Bobcats' home court advantage at the Bates Squash Center. Besides St. George's, uh, I played all my life in Guyana, and growing up, we only had three courts in the entire country to play on. So, and they're all hot courts, like no AC or anything like that. So, coming to the States is definitely a culture shock. I'm playing on those, but um, it's definitely improved my game a ton, and I love playing on this glass court. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit more about the glass court and what makes it so. I mean, it's obviously unique compared to the other ones. Right. Um, it varies in pace. Uh, there are definitely spots that uh, the ball dies on. So, once you get to play on it a bit more and get used to it, um, you sort of figure out where those spots are and use it against your opponent. And definitely the lighting helps. So like when you're serving, maybe your opponent can't see your serve. So it definitely works to our advantage um, playing a lot in this court and then having the other girls come here. It's, it's great. Friday rolled around and the women's basketball team hosted Hamilton and defeated the Continentals 52-41 to behind an explosive first half performance. Capola recorded another double-double helping head coach Allison Montgomery earn her first NESCAG victory. Despite the win, both Coppola and Montgomery emphasized the team's goal to play at a high level for the full 40 minutes. You know what? I'm so happy, and it's like the most amazing feeling in the world, but at the same time, like we did not play the full 40 minutes of our potential, so we're still looking to do that and not resting on just a win and looking to play our best basketball. Don't want to take anything away from a victory. Really excited to get our first NESCAC win. Awesome. Um, we definitely congratulated the positives. I thought our rebounding was pretty good. But just really disappointed in our turnovers. We had um, we did not meet a turnover goal today. We had 21, way too many. Um, our shooting percentage, not good, um, from three especially. Um, so just, you know, again, another opportunity to kind of talk about things we need to do better. Also really complimented them on the way you started that game is awesome and had a huge impact, I think, on, you know, us winning the game. Um, but, you know, as a coach, you'd love to see four quarters played equally well. The men's basketball team visited Hamilton on Friday and picked up a 67-62 victory. Then they faced a tough test the next day, having to travel to Middlebury and came up short by a final score of 73-61. to Men's basketball is currently in the midst of a six-game road trip, and we caught up with senior co-captain Mike Bornazian to break it down. You know, we're usually prepared for the challenge. It's, it's always a tough road trip, um, especially going out to Hamilton first. I mean, you're driving upwards of seven, eight hours, especially with the snow, and then you got to go back four hours to Middlebury the very next day. Um, Luckily, we were able to get one. You never want to go into the uh, weekend with the mentality of, okay, we just want to split this weekend. You always want to try to get two. But um, in a tough weekend like that, I mean, you just have to be mentally tough and hope that your legs can carry you through uh, 80 minutes of play. 
Yeah, because in NESCAC, most of the teams are kind of close to each other, but Hamilton's kind of an outpost, right? <laughs> yeah, that one's, uh, it's always been a little bit uh, questionable to me, especially since I last time I checked, New York was not part of New England. But, uh, <laughs> hey, they're on the schedule, so we play. All right, so what are you guys trying to work on here coming into the next few games? We just got to um, get back to running a lot, trusting our defense to get stops, and then get out in transition. We've always been a good fast break team. We got the athletes to run, and I think the more that we can rely on our defense to create our offense, that's when we're at our best. So in the Middlebury game, what were some of the unique challenges you guys were facing against them in terms of you know trying to create open shots? It looked like watching the game there were not very many of those. I mean, we were pretty stagnant. Uh, we had a lot of guys that were feeling pretty under the weather, and um, like I said, it was the toughest trip distance wise and the longest we'd been on the bus so there were a lot of factors going against us but you know we're warriors we don't like to uh make excuses for anything we just need to be better next weekend we got another uh four hour bus ride down to connecticut so you know we'll just gotta have a good week of practice and get back at it yeah a lot of road games here in the middle of the schedule what do you guys how's your approach to that uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's a new experience. Uh, last year we were fortunate to um, reap the benefits of the uh, loud and, uh, I don't want to say obnoxious because it, it works in our benefit, but, you know, the great, uh, the great crowd and fan support of Alumni Gym. Um, and then this year it's just going on the road and, you know, trying to take someone else uh, captive at their own gym. <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks so much. All right, thanks, Aaron. The men's and women's swimming and diving programs swept two more dual meets this weekend as they beat Bowden on Friday and Colby on Saturday to win the CBB title. Both programs remain undefeated this year, but Friday was very dramatic for the men's team. They beat the Polar Bears by one point. Down to the last race, Bates needed to place a relay team first and third in the 200-yard freestyle relay to get the win, and that's exactly what they did. Sophomore and two-time All-American Teddy Pender was part of the first-place relay team on Friday, and he's our male Bobcat of the Week. Friday against Bowden, going to the final relay, you guys were down. What was the mindset coming into that? Obviously, we knew it was going to be difficult to take down Bowden uh, in the two-freestyle relay, uh, but we ha I had every confidence in the guys, and the guys had every confidence in me leading off, and I knew if we swam our best race, we could beat them. And so... We weren't worried. We were nervous, but we weren't worried. And uh, Coach Caceres said that he, um, you guys weren't sure if you had a chance until he told you guys what you needed to do. Is that right? Uh, after the two breast, um, I think we went two, three in that. Uh, he came over and said, it's okay, guys. We just need to go one, three in this. Um, and that's the only advice you gave us. So, I mean, we didn't need anything. We were, we were ready for it. So after you all finished number one, where obviously you were you were let off the relay, so you were watching the number three team go. What was that like? The only thing I remember is watching Jack Dina come in to that last 25. Um, there was a lot of emotion in there, uh, a lot of shouting. Um, we, we'd secured third place as well easily. Um, that wasn't a difficult one for us, but coming home in that last 25 it was really close, and the only thing I can really remember is a lot of emotion and a lot of shouting. Nice. And then um, last year, obviously, you were part of two relay teams that went to nationals. What's it looking like this year for you guys? Um, the guys are looking really good, actually. Um, we have a lot of momentum going into our taper now. Um, we're undefeated. Um, there's such a great vibe on the team at the moment. Um, it's unlike anything I've felt before. Um, and I'm so happy to be part of this team. Um, the guys are just one big family. Uh, we all love each other. It's great. Um, we do have some some really good chances of making nationals this year, but nothing's given until we get to Nesex and we see how we do there. But I do fancy our chances this year again. 
Now, for you personally, what attracted you to Bates initially? Because obviously you're coming from across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's, it wasn't easy to, uh, to find a school that I thought that suited me. Um, I spoke to, I, I probably casted that out to about 50 schools, uh, Division One schools, Division Three schools, a couple of Division Two schools. Um, but what really struck me about Bates was um, how honest Coach Casares is and um, how true he is to his swimmers. Um, and I, wa I, I didn't want a coach who could only tell me how to get faster or how to get stronger or how to improve my stroke. I wanted a coach that would show me some love and uh, really motivate me and really have faith in what I could do. And in my opinion, uh, Coach Casares was, was the most honest coach I spoke to. And I mean, you can't, Bates has unparalleled, uh, unparalleled academics anyway. Um, so it was a no brain at the end of the day. Have you ever been to Maine before? Yeah, I have uh, a couple times. <laughs> um, I came to the States when I was very small on holiday with my parents. Um, and then uh, a couple years in a row, I came to visit colleges, and Bates was one of those. And it struck me as not only a beautiful place, but as somewhere where I could exceed academically and athletically. So growing up in Oman, how much swimming did you do there? Um, I've, I've known how to swim since I was about uh, three, four. I've been in the water all my life. But um, I took up ser uh, swimming seriously at about 13. Um, and we swam about, I don't know, 10 hours a week, which isn't really very much. Um, and I made my first national age group championships at 15. Uh, at that time, I was a tuna brushstroker. Um, and I, I won uh, 15 and over uh, tuna brushstroke national title in Ireland. And that was, a, that was a bit of a game changer for me. I was like, well, I can be kind of good at this. Um, and so it really took off from there. And then I finished high school in England. Uh, I had a fantastic coach there. She really taught me how to, um, how to sprint and how to use my strengths. Uh, and now I have a coach who's so enthusiastic and is giving me so much support and more knowledge than I could ever imagine. Um, it's, it's really taking off for me at the moment. I know a lot of the swimmers I talk to talk about how intense the training is here. How is that for you? Oh, I love it. Um, there's nothing I, I like more than getting a great buzz out of a high practice. Nice. So, so you specialize in sprints a little bit more, so yep. short distances. So uh, how does that differ from the, the guys who specialize in the longer distances? Um, sprint training's a little different. Uh, so we do a lot more fast stuff obviously uh, but so for example the 500 freestyles would do a lot more sets of um, 500s and uh, possibly thousands and 200s where, where there are sprinters will do for example uh, a set that we do pretty often is uh, 1625s all out on 40 um, and those have got to be at your 100 best time divided by four and that's that's really hard, uh, but so is uh, distant freestyle sets. And there's a lot of science that goes into both, both distances. All right, last question for you. What's been the biggest pleasant surprise so far this season? Uh, biggest surprise, how strong our freshman class is. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it wasn't a surprise that it was so great, but how they've come together and joined the team, they just fit it in perfectly, and it's great to see that. 
All right, Teddy Fender, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Alpine and Nordic skiing got underway with the Bates Carnival this weekend, and they combined to finish in seventh place out of 17 teams at the two-day event. Our female Bobcat of the Week is Nordic skier Sadie James. The junior finished 13th among 104 individuals to lead the Bates women's Nordic team in the 1.5-kilometer classic sprint race on Friday. She then finished 22nd out of 79 racers in the women's 5K on Saturday. Sadie James, our female Bobcat of the Week. Bates Carnival to open up the weekend. How do you think it went for the team? Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, we Unfortunately, we lost the Chummy Cup, which um, was what we were hoping to bring back with us. Um, but it was... It's been a big adjustment year, um, and so just coming, going, being able to go out there um, and ski with our entire team, we had some really solid results, um, a lot of depth with our team, um, and we're just hoping to build off of that. Now, your performance in both the races was very good. You were the top performer on Friday, number two on the team on Saturday, so what was working for you? Yeah, so um, I'm always, I'm pretty nervous going into the first race of the year, um, but I was hoping to just have some solid results, kind of see where I stood with the rest of the field. Um, I was really, really excited about Friday's race. Um, I'm not the biggest sprinter, so that was really exciting for me. Um, and then it was really fun to do heats with the Dartmouth girls and the UVM girls um, and just kind of see where I stand against them. Um, and then on Saturday, I've been working a lot on my skate technique this fall with um, both of my coaches. Um, skate's always been my weaker um, discipline between skate and classic so being in the top 20 top 25 was really really exciting for me um and i'm really excited to build off of that well take us back a bit when did you first get into nordic skiing from a competitive standpoint so i've been racing since i was in sixth grade um my family moved to sugarloaf when i was three years old so i learned to alpine ski at sugarloaf when i was three um and then i alpine skied up until eighth grade, um, I raced Alpine for a couple years and I started racing Nordic and I did both of them for a couple years. And then I got to high school and I was had to, I kind of just wanted to decide between one of them. Um, and I loved Nordic way more um, and I haven't been on Alpine ski since. So I guess this is my 10th year of competitive racing, which when you set, put it that way, I'm 20 years old. It's been half of my life. <laughs> uh, exactly. And then um, take us back. Obviously, you're a junior now. But what if, what would have first attracted you to hunt the baits here? Yeah, so I knew I wanted to stay in New England. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to study, so I wanted to do a liberal arts college. I have two older sisters as well um, who both skied. One went to Bowdoin, one went to St. Lawrence. So I was kind of familiar with the NESCAC circuit and the EISA circuit. Um, so I looked at all these different schools, um, looked at Bowdoin, looked at St. Lawrence, Colby, Bates, um, Middlebury. Um, and there's just something about Bates. I like that I could be an hour and a half away from home, but be in a very, very different setting. Um, I love the community aspect of it. I'm an education minor, so I spend a lot of time working in the schools. Um, and I just really love the personal relationships that seem to foster here. Um, my ability to become involved in the community in multiple ways um, and just I don't know, it was just something about the campus that really drew me to it. Unlike most teams, though, you all practice off campus, right. far off campus. So yeah. what's that like? Um, yeah, so our winter schedule is a little bit different. Um, we try and plan classes accordingly. So um, we have afternoons free to train, 
and then Fridays and Saturdays we're usually racing so we're not on campus Thursday afternoon until Saturday night so it's hard academically our professors are really accommodating with it though which I really really appreciate um, so we we train mostly at Pineland and Gray New Gloucester area um, I never skied there before and I absolutely love it there the trail systems are great um, the people there are wonderful um, and we also have Lost Valley 10 minutes away for just easy skis or late if you have 4 p.m. class or something to go there and ski um, and we're an hour and a half from Sugarloaf which is my home course so I love it there <laughs> Now, this past weekend, the course changed the last second, right? So what was that like? Yeah, so our home course is Rumford um, at Black Mountain. Um, but unfortunately, because of Mother Nature and the rain, we weren't able to ski there. So we were actually at Quarry Road in Waterville. Um, trail system's incredible there. And that's Colby's home area. Um, so it was weird having our carnival in Waterville. Um, but we made the best of it. Um, we saw a lot of Bates supporters come out, which was awesome. Um, and we're back there next weekend for the Colby Carnival. So it's nice because now we, we, we're really familiar with it. And we've been able to train there um, last week and probably this week a little bit as well. So we know the courses inside and out. As a team, what are you looking to improve on, you know, going from this past carnival to the Colby Carnival coming up? Um, I think we're probably going to want to move up um, in the overall team standing. So put ourselves a little more in the mix with the top schools like Dartmouth, UVM, Middlebury. Um, and I'm sure individually um, girls are going to want to, and guys as well, are going to want to be moving up in their standings as well. Now, how the scoring works is it's combined with the Alpine, mm -hmm. right? So how close of an eye are you keeping on how the Alpine skiing our team is doing? Um, we usually go over the Alpine scores um, at our team meeting every night. Um, we're always checking live timing to see how they're doing um, just because we are working together to try and create the top score. But scoring works um, for so there's like the team score with Alpine and Nordic, but then there's also like the individual score. So with just the Nordic side, you have your six that are named to your carnival team. And of those six, three, the top three score. So it's a toss up every single time as to who's going to score, which is actually really exciting because you're always competing against your teammates. And what's the relationship like between the Nordic and the Alpine skiing team? I think it's a really great relationship. Um, we spend a lot of time together. Our ski rooms are right next to each other. Um, we're always keeping a close eye on how they're doing. Um, very close friends with them, my best friends on the Alpine team. Um, so it's really exciting to come back, compare weekends, see how everything's going. Um, and you also just learn a lot from each other. Like today at lunch, somebody was asking about like how Alpine racing works, um, one of my teammates on the Nordic side. So it was, it's fun. We, get, we learn from each other. So are you one of the few Nordic skiers who have experience in Alpine, or do most of you have that? Um, some of the guys have, I don't know if they've, I mean, I raced when I was in fifth grade, so I don't really consider myself an <laughs> Alpine racer whatsoever. Right. Um, but I know a lot of the guys still like to go Alpine skiing at Lost Valley once the season's over on the weekends when we don't, when we're done training or something. But um, yeah, I don't think a lot, none of us really Alpine ski that much. <laughs> and what makes Nordic so, you know, preferable, at least for you? Um, Everybody asked me that, um, and I honestly, I don't, there's just something about the fact that, like, you're, you're capable, my body is capable of doing this incredible thing where I can power through for 20, between three minutes and 45 minutes, depending on the race. Um, it's just really satisfying to me being able to climb up these hills, come down them, do it again multiple, multiple times. All right, sounds good. Congrats again on being our female Bobcat of the Week. Thank you. Only the top six skiers on each Nordic team get to compete in carnival events. Head Norwich skiing coach Becky Woods talks about that dynamic. You know, I think they really respect that dynamic uh, amongst each other. And, you know, we have uh, a really good 
process with the carnival circuit. The first couple of weekends are open events, so you can bring your whole carnival team, which allows for um, you know everybody to have a chance to race in the carnival circuit, have that feeling. And I think once that top six is designated, there's, there's a lot of respect for that as opposed to too much competition. The men's and women's track and field teams also started their seasons this past weekend as the men hosted Colby, MIT, in southern Maine, while the women hosted MIT and Colby. While MIT won both meets, Bates had some very strong individual performances. Junior co-captain Patrick Griffin won the 800-meter run, and senior co-captain Nick Margitza took the top spot in the shot put. Sophomore Adedire Fakariti was the victor in the weight throw. Meanwhile, on the women's side, junior Allison Hill won the 60-meter hurdles and senior co-captain Alexis Dickinson won the 60-meter dash in a career-best 7.99 seconds. Sophomore Sally Cisse won the triple jump and Bates finished first in the 4x200 relay and the distance medley relay. We chatted with Margitza and Dickinson about the weekend and what's next for both track and field teams. First meet of the year, uh, what's your initial impressions of this younger uh, men's track and field team? I think we have really good prospects for the season. Um, I saw a lot of good energy, and uh, a lot of there's a, there's a lot out there for us to still develop on. And uh, I'm really pumped for the rest of the season for sure. Absolutely, we've got the state championship, which is always a big deal for us. Uh, New England championship, you know, competing with MIT for that's always a good time. And then hopefully getting a lot of people qualified for some postseason meets, Open New England's, uh, ECACs, and hopefully the uh, national championship. Yep. Yeah, and then MIT coming in for that first meet. I mean, they're one of the top teams in New England. That's a that's an initial big test for you guys, right? Yeah, they always come in pretty hot. But we take the first meet um, with a little different attitude, I think. And I think we've got a good idea as to what we got to do to take them on in the postseason. So we'll see how that goes. And then on a day of a meet when you're not doing the shot put, what, what are you doing out there? <laughs> Uh, a lot of cheering, a lot of support, but then also, you know, helping out some of the younger throwers. We got a lot of young guys who are really put in, who have put in the work over the over the summer and the fall, and just making sure they've got a lot of confidence and they know that you know they've got the captains behind them, the rest of the team behind them, and also just like a really strong network of just past alums, past athletes, and the whole school really. So what do we got coming up this weekend? Uh, we got another home meet. It's gonna be a small one, but uh, it's gonna be great. I hope we get a big crowd. It should be really fun taking on the shot put again. Um, my friend. D-Ray uh, Fakariti, he's going to be throwing the weight, and we're going to be trying to do what we did this weekend, go back to back with the wins. So it should be really exciting. And there's a lot of young guys who I think they're hungry for another meet, so I can't wait to see what they can do. I think it went really well. We didn't lose too much to MIT, which is one of the top programs in New England. We beat Colby by a lot, which was really exciting. Um, we had a bunch of people place first, but more importantly, we had a bunch of people who placed in the middle, which is where we usually get a lot of points. Um, the first places are important, but having a lot of depth is also really important to be a strong team. Now you're a team captain, so what are some of your responsibilities? So because it's such a big team, one of the big things is we have about like 53 girls this year, um, is making sure that everyone's connected and supporting each other, so that's a big role as a captain. Um, I'm a sprinter, so I generally look out for the sprinters, but also making sure that I'm aware of what's going on outside of that on the team is a big thing too. You won the 60 meter there uh, this weekend. Uh, how'd that race? Obviously, went well. <laughs> uh, what worked for you? Um, so I came back from abroad last year, so I struggled a little bit last year, just getting back into shape, getting used to all the sprint drills and everything. And I put in a lot of work this fall and this winter up until now. Um, I feel like I'm getting back to where I was, and 
I think it's just going to continue to go well, hopefully. So. Now, it is such a big team, so how's that dynamic work for you guys? Yeah, we do a lot of different things to try to get the team mingling and uh, all connected. So one of the things we do is we um, make each other locker buddy signs. So you get assigned someone on the team who does an event completely different from you. So usually you don't know who it is because we match like seniors and freshmen trying to get everyone to know each other. So we all put something on their lockers. Um, we also do meet buddies. So you get assigned someone who you watch all their events. And at the end, you talk to them about how they think it went. And today we're going to be asked about it to make sure that we did it. So <laughs> that's a big thing for us is trying to get everyone connected. All right, so what do we got coming up uh, this weekend for the women's team? This weekend we have another home meet, which is really exciting to be back here again. And we are, I think Colby's here again in some other main schools. Um, I think it'll be another good chance for everyone to keep improving their start times. And I think we'll really compete well as a team. And then I guess the last question for you, for someone who's never been to a Bates indoor track and field meet, what can they expect if they were to come to one? <laughs> a lot of craziness. Everything is happening at the same time. So we've got pole vault, long jump, triple jump, all the throws. People are warming up all over the place. Whether Sometimes there's races in the middle of the track, but there's also traces, races around the track. So you just have to kind of be paying attention. But it's also exciting because there's never nothing happening. So you can always be watching someone. So. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bait Squash participated in the Pioneer Valley Invitational this past weekend. And the men's team knocked off Western Ontario and Amherst, winning both times by a score of 8-1. to one. They fell just short in tight battles with George Washington Navy, both 5-4 to four results. The women fell short in their matches with George Washington and Amherst. Another busy week for Bates Athletics starts this Friday as women's basketball hosts Connecticut College at 7 o'clock. Meanwhile, our track and field teams are home again. Believe it or not, it's their final home meet of the year. So come watch them Friday afternoon starting at 4 o'clock and Saturday morning starting at 11 o'clock. Men's basketball is still on the road while the skiing teams are competing in the Colby Carnival. Squash takes on Franklin and Marshall Sunday on the campus of Harvard University. We'll recap this action-packed upcoming week next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.